0: remind me am i allowed to swear
1: yeah okay i just want to be sure you can swear you can promote political opinions you can you can do whatever
2: hate speech okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 we're a free speech absolutist podcast yeah mm-hmm. but let's do it libertarian as fuck <laughs>
1: Welcome, everyone, to Pem Pem Pals. Uh, (laughs) uh, Back to our continuing coverage of Darling in the Franks, episode four today. Uh, This is Alex. And
2: Uh, this is Ben.
1: And we don't have Brian here today. He had a prior engagement. But uh, we do have a fabulous returning guest from twice in season one, Tanya. Oh, my gosh.
0: Hi. I think it was just one time in season one. But maybe I was twice. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you came on twice.
2: <laughs> I promise.
0: Okay, I we you you were right on a it. double
2: episode. I think, yeah, one time there was guests. someone. Yeah, who's the other guest? It was Kathy. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think we should edit Brian in. Like, we should have <laughs> just like like he's just saying things that don't make sense to anything we're talking about, and then we also record <laughs> yeah. ourselves just kind of like. uh... I mean, I I get. Like, the use of puppets as a metaphor, I don't see how it applies to our story, though. Okay. and then-
0: <laughs> I'll just take previous recordings and, like, splice them together. Uh,
1: this is a A number one idea. Um, so, Tanya, uh, how have you been since the last time you were on the podcast? Like, I don't know, six months ago? Uh, yeah, you do any podcasting of your own or anything what
0: a what a what a leading question Alex since you've been a guest (laughs) on my podcast no uh yeah so during the pandemic I started a podcasting network because I had a lot of fabulous friends who all had podcasting ideas but all of us had very low bandwidth and so we're like let's get together and make it easier so we created the Witches Brew Podcasting Network. We've got 10 podcasts on there. I lead way too many of them. Uh, so if mm-hmm. you really like listening to my voice, the one Alex has been on a couple of times is songs we shouldn't have listened to in middle school where we go back and talk about songs that we were just singing when we were 12. Mm-hmm. I think the episodes you were on was Semi-Charmed Life.
1: And Good Riddance. Mm-hmm. Parentheses, time of your right life. <laughs>
0: for those who don't know uh but i also am on the watchers council which is a buffy the vampire slayer watch through we're currently on season two of buffy uh so check that out if you want to and then also uh fem pop where i talk about feminist stuff from a pop culture lens we recently had one on sex education (laughs) and purity culture which if that doesn't make you rage i don't know what will
1: yeah, that sounds about right. Man, <laughs> we want a sex educator to come on our podcast. Let's we well, should see if they're into anime. I'll
0: I'll reach out to her. She she was very, she was like, this is the first podcast I've ever done. And I was like, well, we're gonna make that not true anymore because I think she should go on everything.
1: Yeah, everyone should go on everything. We need we need to proliferate casting so that everyone is like, you know, giving news to everyone else. It's the only
2: way of the future. Is it? Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure. Okay.
0: I'll
2: all all conversations will eventually be podcast. <laughs> the yeah. panopticon surveillance state that we all want to live <laughs> in.
0: This is a Black Mirror episode.
2: Yeah, but on the upside, no one will
1: feel anxious anymore because it will be the only forms of conversations we have. So it will all just bleed together.
0: That just makes me incredibly more anxious. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about.
1: <laughs> okay. So, today we're watching episode four, which is called Flap Flap. Pop, uh, pop! And Brian is the expert on this show, so he's been kind of leading us through. I feel pretty confident we're going to talk a lot about sex and sexuality today. But we're going to do our best uh, to work together to try to get through this
2: thing. I'm I'm hoping this episode is about someone with like, a dress wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> flap flap
0: so uh the other thing that i've been doing a lot and i think i even talked on it the last episode i was on is i play animal crossing a lot uh one of the characters the, all characters come with a catchphrase that's mm-hmm. fine one of the characters on my island right now her catchphrase is flap flap yeah yeah she's a she's, wow she's an elephant
1: do does that mean you're a fan of the series i might be now Okay, cool, cool, cool. So wait, oh, I forgot. We should always go through this, right? Have you seen Darling in the Franks?
0: No, just like the last time I came on your podcast. And if you listen to any of my podcasts, I will often say, I don't do any research. I just mm. talk because so, I think my voice mm.
2: is cool. So, so you're so. going into episode four, Cold? Have you seen the first? Yeah. Okay. I
1: haven't seen anything. All right. Hell of a cold reader. Yeah. Uh, theater background, I assume?
0: Yeah. I'm really good at cold reads. The best. This, the, the, I don't do monologue auditions. I do cold read auditions.
1: Isn't that also a term for uh, psychics when they're fooling, when they're like mm-hmm. doing cold, then they're doing like crowd work and stuff? Yeah. They do a cold read. Yeah. Okay.
0: Do you want me to do a cold read on you?
1: Yeah. You Can you do one right
2: now?
0: Yeah. You're bold.
2: <laughs> so in acting, it's when you're like reading a script that you've never seen before and like acting it in real time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when you go to an audition and they hand you, they just hand you a piece of paper.
2: And they're like, all right, go do it. Music that's sight reading, right? But yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: and much like uh, our show here, uh, usually when you cold read, it's usually not a monologue. You usually hand it a script and a partner, Yeah, and you're expected to perform with them. Yeah. To bring it back around to the
2: show. Sorry. No, all it's right. fine. It's
0: fine.
2: <laughs> You'll but get it later, Todd. Yeah, You'll get it later. <laughs>
1: All right, I'll piss and vinegar this uh, this fine Sunday. Um, I sent out in uh, the Zoom meeting uh, email, there's a link below the Zoom meeting link and that's a link to the um, website I'm using to watch it. Sub or dub? Uh, dub, but I can find a sub one if you want. I, I think I can find it.
0: And I I assume I should not hit the option at the top that says hentai.
2: Uh, I mean, depends what you're into. <laughs> Do, do you know Ooh. that like hentai only means animated pornography in English? Like it doesn't actually mean that in Japanese. Oh, so weird. What does it
0: doesn't mean in Japanese?
2: It just means like, uh, like kind of like pervert or <laughs> even more, it's like more like kinky than like perverted. Even. Oh. oh, gotcha.
1: Last time on Zero Two's Wild Ride. Ichigo snubbed Hiro after their confusing and intimate encounter. A relatively tiny Klaxosaur showed up, and the parasites proper were sent to deal with it, minus Ikuno, who was experiencing performance anxiety, probably because Mitsuru is being an emotionally isolated edgelord dick brain. The remaining three Franks easily dealt with the tutorial-level monster, but were quickly overwhelmed when all its little buddies showed up alongside a bigger, beefier, brain bug-looking Klaxosaur. Strelitzia arrived on the scene just in the nick of time, being piloted by Zero-Two and a showboating Ahegao-faced Mitsuru. He insulted his teammates and made a pass at Zero-Two, who brought him back down to Earth before grinding his face into the dirt. Hiro was shaken by the damage done to Mitsuru, but seemed undeterred from his growing partnership with Zero-Two. I mean, all that rough stuff happened with the other stamens, right? It'll be fine, right? Will Zero and Hero ride again? Will the parasites treat Mitsuru with more compassion than he offered them? Let's find out.
2: All right, three, two, one, play. Lately, we have observed a sharp increase in Clatchesaur activity. Most distressing is that the large ones are now appearing everywhere, which is unprecedented.
0: For now, the Nines are dealing with them.
1: Demon, she's a demon. You'd have to be insane to ride with her.
2: She'll kill you. Are you listening? I want to leave this place. I feel like I'm suffocating. Excuse me? As long as I have my darling, I don't care what happens. After all, those other kids will die soon anyway. I'm sorry, but I think you forgot a small detail. That
1: girl has klaxosaur blood running through her veins. She
2: isn't human! Darling, run away with me. You're the only one who can be my partner. Or am I wrong? Are you just like everyone else? Do you think I'm a monster?
1: Oh no! I was afraid to ride with you, I admit it! But that fear has nothing to do with the fact that you aren't human. It's because I lack resolve!
2: How can I leave after that?
1: What do you think? We got this?
0: Easily.
2: So I assume you had some feelings about that. You're talking to Tanya? Well, I mean,
1: whoever. Someone made some very interesting visual expressions.
0: I am deceased right now. I have died. (laughs) Congratulations.
1: How does this exist? Who made this? Who let them make this? Who is this this for? (laughs) (laughs) That's an excellent question.
0: (laughs) Jesus.
1: In one of the previous episodes, Brian, like, wasn't watching the episode. He was watching Ben, because Ben was, like, cold watching them, too. He was like, that was, it was a great show to see someone see that. I was like, man, I kind of understand reaction videos online now. I don't really do them, but, like, I, yeah. can, I can get it. Maybe it was someone I knew.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dear Lord. Dear, dear Lord. <laughs> just, what the fuck? I know there's 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 good parts. Mm -hmm. I can I can see the skeleton of the show.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, you you are jumping into the deep end because there's already group dynamics formed that have been explained. Yeah. And there's yeah.
0: There's definitely a skeleton of a show there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Sure.
0: What? But I'm Uh, sorry.
1: (laughs) What are you sorry about?
0: (laughs) All the ladies in the show. I am sorry.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, uh, can someone explain to me how we pilot this shit? What do the guys do exactly? Because first of all, it looks like ladies are doing all the work. Second of all, we got to, we got to sit like that. That's how we gotta. That's how yes. we gotta pilot these things. There's no. Yes. There's no other way to make them flyable. We have all yes. of this technology, and the only way we can do it is with a girl down on her hands and her knees, looking adoringly back at a guy.
1: Well, not necessarily a girl on her hands and knees, uh, but yes, this pilot configuration is uh, necessary.
0: It's necessary. Fundamentally mm-hmm. necessary.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, we we had some wonderful uh, brainstorming on one of the previous episodes of like how the Franks get because there's some sort of a, it's not just physical, right? There's some sort of a mental connection happening there, not right. just between the pilots, but with the mech itself. And someone theorized maybe it was Melissa uh, that Maybe any sort of strong emotion could do it, but this is the way that the designers of these mechs, they were like, this is
2: the strong emotion we can elicit,
1: sexuality, and that's gonna power these things. Because we did have (laughs) one,
2: we had a woman pilot one by herself using anger, right? After her partner passed out. Correct. And Zero Two, we have heard tell,
1: can also pilot one on her own. Because she's a demon. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for women to go alone
0: yeah no well, our but men
1: can't go alone at all
0: well our feeble brains can't handle it so it's fine
1: or at least stamens can't pilot alone at Ugh, all. pistols can't
0: even even we just even the word we use stamens
1: yeah fact.
0: all right stamens
1: and pistols
0: all right <sighs> <laughs> and fine they like made it necessary in the lore of the show itself that's fine but my problem is yes. with the creators of the show that this is what we had to go with And if you want to elicit like a a sexual response, like, okay, fine. I get it. You've got essentially teenagers and their hormones are raging. And so sexual response, sure, that's it. But we couldn't have had a more dynamic and equalizing way to do it. We had to do it that way.
1: Uh, I would agree with you. The depiction is uh, maybe even exploitative. Like it is like eye-catching. It is noticeable, right? Like, so are the, I'm sure you noticed the female, like they're all wearing these skin tight uh suits to pilot Mm -hmm. right but i'm sure you noticed that the female suits have high heels for no apparent reason high
0: heels with no actual heels they're on their toes but like there's no actual like heel
1: i did not notice that yeah but this is like yes you could see it as normal fan service but i think it's a step beyond i agree with uh if brian were here uh we were talking about that it is uh, drawing people in with the fan service, the look of fan service, to explain to people that this is bad.
0: I guess, and I guess, I guess, if I had more episodes, I would agree with you. But as someone who Perhaps. is just coming through, and this is just what we're doing. <laughs> well, and also, I'm not, I'm not the target for fan service, so Correct. that's also another thing. Because, like, for me, it has the exact opposite response. Where I'm like, I'm never watching this again. What the fuck is this? And it wasn't okay. So again, and I don't want to like talk too much about it because it kind of goes into like the storyline area, but it was the words that were said that fucking broke me. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very, very on the nose. Yeah. What's that word I
1: like? Confrontational.
0: It was just, it was so much. And again, I, I wrote in my notes of course, a teenage boy would say that. Mm-hmm. Such a yeah. teenage boy response.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty well written. I'm um well written <laughs> is shrug. You just said that's exactly what a teenage boy would I say. I guess,
0: but it doesn't mean it needs to be written into a show like this in such a serious tone.
1: It
2: absolutely does. Should we should we get to the specifics so we absolutely. want to start going
1: through the episode? Okay, so flap, flap uh we start off with the lamarck club these uh uh seven top members of ape and they are discussing the recent events there's more klaxo showing up and some mysterious group we still haven't met called the nines are said to be dealing with them and they've made the decision to recall zero two they're like okay zero two and dr franks have had their fun but she's got to come back to the front line she's got to kill more klaxosaurs
0: or their um supply of egg chairs will dry up.
1: Yeah. It it takes a lot of magma energy <laughs> to get those egg chairs up and running. Oh, I did find out, um, so they look like they have animal faces, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I thought that they were just all sorts of animals, but it turns out they're all apes. Like one of them's mm-hmm. a baboon, one of them's uh a- Uh, A gorilla, one of them. And then the one that, one of them looks almost like an owl. And that's the one I couldn't place. And it's something like, maybe it was like a Tarsier. 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 Whatever that is. I think that's an animal. Uh, uh, And they are terrible. They are, they are, the leader of the group is called Papa. What do you think about that, Tanya? Yeah, I had a lot of
0: issues with that too. But I was like the lowest on like the things I had issues on. So I kind of let that one go.
2: I thought Papa was was the like Frank's dude. So he Papa. That's Frank's. Okay. (laughs) Well,
1: the Frank's dude
0: is Frank's. Really.
1: (laughs) So it's it's playing off. I think it's a play off the joke that like not the joke, but like the you know oftentimes people call Frankenstein's monster Frankenstein, and so in this it's the name of both the Mechs and the Doctor.
2: Uh, you did not meet Frank's in this episode. Tom. Yeah, I did not connect the Frankenstein thing, but that makes sense. Mm. I am, I am gonna call. I think they're gonna do a Star Wars, and well, and this is also it's very Evangelion, where um, you know, I think Papa is gonna be the literal father of um Ooh. of what's his name hero. Oh, and yeah, and they're like, you know, what what's Papa gonna think about this when he finds out that. Uh, Hero is the one who's com- compatible with Zero, Zero, Two. Very upsetting, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will I will take Papa over Daddy any day. So I guess I'll concede this point that it could have been worse.
2: How, how do we feel about Poppy?
0: Only if it's culturally appropriate, which in, this, <laughs> okay. in, in which, this instance, it would not be.
1: That's fair. So we move on to, we get our opening uh, music, which I'm still learning. And then... We get them kinda gossiping again in the main room. Or no, we check in with Mitsuru first. Um, so Mitsuru has been physically harmed by piloting with Zero Two. I love how they have like an old timey setup for him. Like they have like sheets set up so that he has kind of some privacy I while he's in the I thought he was dormitory. in a
0: hospital wing.
1: Yeah, I wish it was. Since
0: I haven't seen this before. I was like, oh, I thought, that I thought was. it was a hospital wing. No,
1: no that's their dormitory. they just
0: put a malaria mm. net around him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, for some, they don't get privacy. So that gives them a little privacy, I guess. Okay,
0: cool.
1: does make
2: it all more dramatic.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, he's all bandaged up. And I noticed, I was like, oh, Futoshi is offering him food. That's so nice. But Futoshi doesn't actually offer him the food. He just like makes the platter, stands in front of the thing for a second, doesn't get eye contact from Mitsuru, and then just walks off and starts eating it himself.
0: Right. I said, um, we get it. The chubby kid likes food.
1: Oh yeah, my gosh. he's yeah. awesome.
2: But those those jokes were very lazy.
0: Yeah,
2: I like Futoshi. But we'll get to that.
1: Right.
0: Um, yeah, I mean
2: he's fine. But it, but you don't know, every the punchline of everything with him doesn't have to be that way. he likes food. Yeah. So we go from inside to
1: outside. And Ichigo is talking to Hiro uh, alone about like if he's going to pilot again and shouldn't he be afraid of dying or something. And in the background, we have Zorame and Futoshi. Zorame is like kicking a soccer ball around and uh, Futoshi actually gets a couple of kicks while he's uh, holding the tray, which I thought was very impressive. But then Zorame makes another like fat joke and like Futoshi loses it. I was like, okay, there you go. Like, that's, I think that's the nod. But anyways,
2: yeah, because
1: I think it is really common for kids that age to make unending jokes about each other's appearance, right? Anything that makes you not part of the group.
0: But then, like, the, the creators of the show still don't help it because in every single scene he's in, like, the next scene he's in after that, he's, like, eating a, like, a chocolate bar or popsicle or something. So, like, I don't know. You can have the character stand up for himself once, but if it's, like, countered with constant, food indulgence and constant jokes i don't really know how much it like is standing hmm. up for himself
1: uh well no i don't i don't think the point is that he's standing up for himself i'm i think the point is that it's not like they're making jokes but it's not a joke right oh well, yeah maybe i'm very uh, well
0: i just i okay so again I'm. i'm coming at this with like new eyes and i think that like Okay, so we're doing fan service to show how bad fan service is, and now we're making right. fat jokes to show how bad fat jokes are. At some point, right. like, we can't keep making that argument and excusing these things. At some point, it is not that anymore. You can't keep doing that constantly on everything, is my
2: point. It's not a racist joke. It's a joke about racism.
0: Right? It's fine. Yeah,
2: uh, but yeah, maybe we're maybe we're judging prematurely. Maybe they're trying to, to reel us in, and then they're going to show us that... Uh, were the jerks.
0: Yeah, that chocolate bars can save the world.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, Z-
1: we go on to Zero Two, and she's being admonished in, like, another awesome giant elevator scene by uh, Nana and Hachi, who are the, they're, like, the caretakers of the group. Hachi seems to be more logistics, and Nana is, like, uh, day-to-day concerns.
2: And uh, I think we talked before about how Nana is, you know, that also means seven, um, but Hachi also means eight. That's like seven and eight.
1: Nine.
0: Right. And didn't you just say that the nines were something that we're going to see later? So now you've got seven, eight, nine.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, number symbolism here. So like there's zero two, right? Mm -hmm. And all of the pilots have numbers, code numbers, and all of their names are uh, a playoff of that code number or a different way to say it, right? Mm -hmm. So they're mad about zero two almost killing uh, Mitsuru, but... Zero Two gives no fucks. She's like, I told you. I told you if you just let me ride with uh, Hero, my darling, darling. then this would all be fine. But you just keep not listening to me. So bad things keep happening.
2: She also
0: says those other kids will die soon anyway. And I thought that was really funny. That was like, good for you.
1: Yes. (laughs) She's very much uh, an outsider from the group still. A lot of them do not like her. I wonder why. Because she's so confident.
0: She's not abrasive at all. Like, she's so warm. No,
1: and no. Zero two? She is smooth.
0: And she only gets offended when people yell that she's a demon. But then she still makes sure that her horns are on full display every chance she gets.
1: Wait, you want her to hide her horns? That's a natural part of her body.
0: No, I know. I know. But, like, it's just she gets so like whenever well I guess I guess it's also the fact that like we so we started this episode with this kid screaming she's a demon she's a demon and I'm like she's got fucking mm-hmm. horns what do you yes you are correct
1: yeah and you would tell someone who had horns in real life that you met that they were a demon yeah oh really
0: I don't know why everybody I met someone sh- and
1: they had like vestigial horns I'd be like oh I probably will not bring that up until <laughs> I feel comfortable with that person and then I'll ask them be like the ones with the horns. So what's going on
0: with this? No, I just—it's not so much that. I just—I don't know. And again, I don't know the lore of the show. I don't know if other species have or other kids have horns that aren't demons. But I'm saying it just mm. seems like duh.
2: Demon is a very strong word. She's part. She's part klaxosaur
0: Which is my favorite dinosaur.
2: Yeah, it means
1: <laughs> screaming lizard. Great. Okay, so Hiro is, he just keeps training and training is just like making a little uh, safety dummy mech run around. He's just running laps. <laughs> yeah, he's like mulling over like what's happened in his head and he's like doubting. He's like, oh, Mitsuru's hurt. Is that going to happen to me? Like, I, did you say I'm going to die? But like, I don't know, when I, when I piloted with her, it worked do we, out.
2: Do we ever see the inside of that pilot? test dummy thing like is there some like disembodied ass there with like two no
0: no he's just running like a normal person because it's not Uh, necessary in order to pilot the thing (laughs) wow i'm gonna die on this hill
1: yeah you (laughs) maybe yeah but i do love he he, like, redoubles his efforts and, like, makes the mech run faster. I'm like, that's not actually training harder. It's just, like...
0: It's burning yourself Anyways. out, but that's
1: fine. Um, and we go back to, without either of our top pilots, we go back to the uh, the gossip room, and everyone's sharing their feelings about Hero and uh, Zero Two and what it means to be a team going forward. And surprisingly, Ichigo is the one who, you know, she has... Uh, if you couldn't tell Ichigo is very close with Hiro and she has a lot of strong feelings about his partnership with Zero Two. She's actually the one who like just says it's going it's it is the way it is. It's going to happen. It doesn't matter what we say. He's resolved and he doesn't care what the consequences are. So he's going to pilot and ikuno is really uh quiet but like after everyone kind of affirms uh ichigo gives ikuno a little advice and like touches her uh softly on the shoulder and tells her like you know mitsuru he's real banged up now so he's gonna need you more than ever to be his partner so
0: so why why, okay so explain to me why he was partnered with zero two for a hot second and therefore got himself into this mess
1: Okay, so in the last episode, uh, they were all going to die. Of course. And then just think of, like, the Scoobies uh, right. fighting a vampire. Right. And then Buffy has to show up to save them, right? right. Uh, a lot of Zero Two stuff, big Buffy energy. Anyways, the, so they're all going to die. Uh, Mitsuru and Ikuno did not launch because they were Ikuno was having a performance problem. And then...
0: Which I assume in 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 this universe I means she was on her period, so she can't fly.
1: Oh no! It was like you have to feel it; you have to get into it. If either partner isn't like that's that's the lore. Uh, I mean, if either partner good, isn't feeling it; it doesn't work. Good. Yeah.
0: Okay, just keep going. I can't. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Nana and Hachi would not let Hero pilot with Zero Two because Hero was. Is technically not he like doesn't have his wings he doesn't have his uh like his pilot's license. parasite badge yeah his mm-hmm. pilot's license um but mitsuru has his pilot's license he was like well i'll do it I'll, I'll and then like once he got out there he was like do you see me now hero and you're like wow mitsuru has some fucking issues okay
2: uh, he's, he's like i'm the best one to ever pilot you and you're like that's a weird way to word it what's going on here
0: yeah i hate all of that okay uh yeah and it's just funny that you brought it back to Buffy because I wrote in my notes during this little gossip scene I was like god we just love making children fight huh because like the last Mm -hmm. the last show that I came on for this it was the same thing it was a bunch of teenagers piloting mechs and we just fucking love making teenagers fight and then I wrote next to it says the Buffy podcaster
1: so Mm -hmm. like clearly (laughs) We do like making teenagers fight, uh, at least as an entertainment industry. And, okay. you know, I can't use this excuse for everything, but uh, we are talking about weaponizing youth and weaponizing sexuality, which are subjects that I'm really fascinated by. So, Hero goes to see Zero Two, but when he finds her, he, like, chickens out, right? And he hides behind the wall for a second. And Zero Two, like, has crazy hearing which we find out later so it's she probably demon. knew he was there but was like okay that's fine whatever i'll just come find you later uh in the bath zero two has some major boundary issues yes and it's great uh
0: is it, is it great? <laughs> yes. or is it borderline sexual assault i don't know you tell yes. me yeah
1: well it is that too um <laughs> Sorry, I just I love the I feel like I'm getting uh, a glimpse
0: into your psyche
1: now. And that's yeah. fine. <laughs> uh what am I trying to say here? Well, they're trying to like they're working up we're working up towards a an admission, a confession, something. Because like Hero came to talk to her and chickened out, and now she's like, Okay, well, you're not talking to me. I'll force the issue. And like she does it in a inappropriate way, goes way too far with her spacing, but like it almost does force the issue like hero almost gets out he's like on the verge of saying what the fuck is bothering him when the bell goes off right the the klaxosaur klaxon happens and we know that there's a monster on the way saved by the bell it's awesome and it leaves us at that moment of tension uh while we check in with whatever the fuck's gonna happen now so all the franks are going to sortie, right? Uh Even Mitsuru gets out of bed with Ikuno's help, even though he doesn't want to fucking uh, take her help.
0: Which is then also interesting to me, considering what you said about the last episode and how, like, one of them didn't feel it, whether it was in this pair or another pair, one of them didn't feel it, and therefore they didn't go out. It's very interesting to me that, like, he clearly does, like, he doesn't want her help, but also you can't do this without your partner. Correct. So, like, just this, like toxic masculinity bullshit doesn't really fly right now for me
2: right it seems to i mean i got this sense from the scene that it's like you know she's like pitying him because he's right. like all hurt and stuff and so she's like being extra sweet and caring towards him and that that's what makes it work yeah
0: yep ladies just just pity him when he's an asshole and he's banged up, give him that extra love, oh. even though he probably doesn't deserve it.
1: Hold on. We have to go fight a Klaxosaur, okay?
0: Yeah, I don't know. My pride probably... We would die if it was me. We would absolutely die because it'd be like, <laughs> no, mm-mm.
1: no, we're not Fuck's doing okay. this right now. I fucking hate you, Mitsuru. <laughs> You're done. Come in that goddamn thing and finish what Zero Two started. Exactly. Okay, so there's a moment of you know split second of vulnerability where Mitsuru like acquiesces and has to accept her help but yeah you're right like Mitsuru fucking sucks like toxic masculinity does suck uh the Franks all uh launch they go to fight this big Claxosaur, but um Zero Two and Hero are not allowed to launch uh even though they get into their uniforms and Nana's like you can't go out and they're like yeah I know we're just you know getting dressed up just having some fun uh and oh okay and then a transport lands with and a bunch of soldiers get off and they all come in and aim guns at zero two which seems like a lot
0: uh also they aim the guns at her butt first yeah yeah we had to we had to like (laughs) have that lingering shot of her back to the camera and her looking over her shoulder and we started her butt and then we slowly aim our lasers up
2: Yeah, get a little side boob, too, and...
0: Yeah, don't worry. I I made a note of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, hey, there's side boob. You know, it's normally not anime children, so...
2: Uh, Well, Zero Two is an adult. She's the only adult in the show.
0: Oh, okay, so I guess it makes it better. Also, she's a demon, so she's not a real person.
2: Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! whoa. Getting a little judgy here. (laughs) Okay. All right uh okay so long story short zero two uh is forced you know at the point of a gun to go with these guards um they're gonna take her back to central hq i don't know whatever the fuck ape is and put her back on the front lines
0: it's also really obvious that she's going with them because she like is deigning to go with them like she knocks one of the guards out like super quickly super obviously while they're still all together and like them finally being like you should go you know that she can take all of these guys immediately if she wants to they
2: all have guns trained on her
0: yeah sure it's not but are they gonna shoot her they're not gonna kill her
2: yeah they need her yeah wow oh
0: no and it's fine it's fine because it's not like she gets away in two minutes anyway
2: yeah
1: well i mean hero does his best uh graduate moment impression and uh bangs on the glass and yells her name and well actually I think he like whispers it because she can hear everything right
0: well and so that was that was my next note I was like how bad is the soundproofing in this high-tech lab that like he's just yelling and she's like three flights up everybody can hear everything I guess but I guess if she has supersonic hearing then I guess we're fine
1: yeah, so she grabs a gun, shoots some glass, does a little flip, pretty cool, and then like dance runs him through the. Yeah, they tango. Yeah, it's so awesome. Is it? Yeah, it's super <laughs> cute. Like, ah. Uh, I thought it was a little much. <laughs> you thought it was a little much as a dancy person? As a dancy
0: person, also the triumphant music. I think it was the combo of like the really triumphant like music and the danceiness, and I was like, okay,
1: yeah, he was yeah, like, no, your whole team is
0: dying, your whole team is dying like twenty feet away, and some guards were just uh, shooting at you. But let's dance.
2: Those kids are gonna die anyway.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, might she as well have it. some fun with it. It's true.
2: Yeah, do you want to die
1: dancing or running? Well, you
0: won't you dance know? with me, so here we are. For someone who loved this, <laughs> this moment, this
2: is not true.
0: For someone who loved this moment, you sure all
2: do right. refuse to dance a lot. All <laughs> right. Let's, okay. let's get back on topic. <laughs> this sounds personal. Right. So, so yeah. So, uh, while this is going on, then the, the Franks are all fighting. They think that they are fighting two different worm creatures. And then they find out it is actually one giant worm creature. And it reminds me a lot of, like, the dune worms. Yeah. That kind of that mouth with all the different teeth, which I think it's also um, like if you look up like a lamprey or like a hagfish, they have that. Oh, yeah. Horrifying.
1: I, of
0: course, just thought of the beetlejuice worm. Sandworms.
2: You hate them, right? (laughs) I hate them myself.
1: Also a great (laughs) sandworm. uh, Which might come from Dune. Who knows? Uh, That's a pretty old book.
0: Doesn't everything come from Dune eventually?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's where everything starts. Yeah, lampreys are Terrifying, but I do like the they they act or seem somewhat organic, right? The Claxosaurs, but this one had like turbines on its rear end.
0: Oh, I was under no impression that they were organic. And again, because this is the first time I'm seeing them, this is my first experience with them. Like I thought that they were machines.
1: Well, they do. I don't know. They skirt the line. They act like. I mean,
0: they have a core. If you have to like mm-hmm. kill the core, that's a machine. That's not a. It's not an organic being.
1: Organic beings Got to kill the heart, right?
0: I guess, I don't know, but I think it's the specific use of the term core. Are
1: we likening vampires to
2: machines then? Because <laughs> if <laughs> you have to kill the core. You gotta s- stab his core with the stake. You know how they always say that about vampires? Yeah, they
0: always say that, that technical terminology <laughs> of like, you gotta kill the core. Yeah. yeah.
2: So. I, don't, I don't know if this means anything, but the lamprey, I believe it is the first uh, animal with a spinal cord. So I'm trying to think of kind of what we've gotten, what we fought so far. There was kind of like a dog-like thing in the first episode. and
1: I don't know. It's kind of like a dog, kind of like a T-Rex.
2: A dog Rex. And
1: then like visually it had two horns that stuck out just like zero twos. Or maybe
2: it's the first thing that doesn't have a like the step before the spinal cord. I'm not sure.
1: Are you saying that? I know they do have a praise praise Are our ancestors? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. We're part of the. Ah. We're part of the lineage. At
1: one point, we all had <laughs> mouths full of teeth like that. That's awesome.
0: No, I hate it. I hate it so much.
2: <laughs> Respect your elders, Tanya. Absolutely fucking not. Uh, so yeah,
1: they're uh, they're fighting it like it's two uh creatures because mm-hmm. it's so large and the front half doesn't match the back half. But then again, in most creatures, it doesn't. Um, and then they realize it's the same. And it's kind of like they realize they're all trying to tackle the same problem, huh? It was like a, like a kid show, like an after school special. They're like, oh, we're all fighting the same robot.
0: But if we have sex better, then we'll destroy it. Yeah, like every after school special. Well-
1: hold on they're not <laughs> having sex with the robot
0: but oh really because do we like want to talk sex. about the dialogue that comes in around this scene
1: yeah do you want to recount it for us
0: yeah where he says oh my god okay. i'm inside you yeah uh-huh yeah no this is not they're not having sex that's fine
2: They they feel like like one, it's hard to know Mm -hmm. where one person's body ends and the other one starts.
1: Teamwork. Hold on. Haven't you ever been playing a co-op video game and you say to your partner, I'm so deep inside you. I feel like we're one.
0: (laughs) No, because you know me. I don't do co-op video games.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a shame. (laughs) Well, then you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's exactly like playing a co-op video game. Yeah. Clearly.
0: I have no idea. Let me.
1: Every time. Okay, so... I've
0: I've watched you play co-op games, and you have never said that.
1: (laughs) I hadn't had, you know, a heart-to-heart confession before playing co-op like Hero had.
0: Okay. 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 (laughs) All right. Great.
1: Okay, and so they do a bunch of neat stuff, and they beat it up real bad, and then eventually they, like, completely destroy it. And I don't know if we've talked about this, but I love the way Klaxosaurs... get destroyed die explode because it looks like you've just stolen something from like uh, a clothing store don't they still have ink bombs yeah there's like blue ink bombs
0: i I had no idea where you were going with that like when you're like it looks like you stole something from a clothing store and i was like did i miss part
1: of oh, maybe like, no, it looks like you robbed a bank. That's right. it. When you and got you the open ink packet. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Poof, yeah. And they're like, ah, the, that guy stole the money because he's covered in ink.
0: Is, is the last time you've seen any one of these, like the 1940s? Like, <laughs> 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 hey, not bad. He stole all the money. Yeah.
1: Johnny's covered in ink. See, we think he took the dough.
0: <laughs> but yes, sure. It was like a paint bomb. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Uh, and then they're just covered in Claxosaur, blood, fluid, whatever. Maybe it's hydraulic fluid. Is it blood down there? No,
2: I think that is hydraulic
1: fluid.
0: I mean, he gets really dramatic with his voiceover.
1: Yes. Oh, he's okay. So, <laughs> so yes, Hero has some very dramatic uh, voiceovers. Uh, The outro is just uh, Nana and Hachi talking about Zero Two's compatibility with Hero uh, and Hero doing his dramatic voiceover saying, I want to fly with Zero Two again, no matter the cost, uh, even if it's just one more time. And like, as a teenage boy, you would absolutely treat piloting a mech or sex like that. Not like every teenage boy, but there are some teenage boys who would be like, yeah, absolutely, doing that again, but you'll die. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, because they know the one thing. That's not a mystery anymore. They're like, "Okay, I like that thing. But they don't know what death is. So they're like, "Eh, maybe I die, maybe I don't. Don't care. (laughs) That's all that matters. I mean, it is an important human activity.
2: Once you see the two of them pilot, you know, it's just undeniable uh the statistics show we are just meant for one another i think it Um, also
0: doesn't help that i'm reading that series that i was telling you about alex and like they're they they have like soulmate type connections with somebody where they're like that's it you're my person and i don't know now i'm just getting inundated with that like from all from my books from like the shows like from whatever where it's just like you're my person and i'm like okay calm down calm down
1: well, did their names rhyme in the book? Because no. that's my no. main sticking point here. I'm like, he's named Hero, she's named Zero. This is gonna happen.
0: No, my characters. It's destiny.
1: Rhyme. Okay. Well.
0: Also, uh, I will say, not gonna work that out.
1: Then. They're not gonna
0: work out. <laughs> that mating bond is bullshit. Um, I constantly because the main character's name is Hero, just kept thinking of Shakespeare's Hero and Much Ado About Nothing, which is a completely mm. different character. I mean, in the fact that it's a woman. But I just, I just thought of Ooh. much ado about nothing the entire time that we were talking about this. Maybe
1: there's something there. Maybe we'll do an episode covering much ado about nothing. I would be, uh, I would, I would be highly surprised
0: relates. if there was any connection, considering Hero's main story is she is going to marry the love of her life, and then a bad guy, villain, person convinces her groom that she has been unfaithful and so she goes to the wedding and at the altar he like throws her down and is like you've been unfaithful to me and like it causes all kinds of chaos Mm. and terror
1: i don't think that happens here
0: but maybe
1: (laughs) but hey we should be looking at inspirations from shakespeare from anything (laughs) for the show because the roots go very deep uh and this is something i discovered this week but i can't we can't talk about it on the show yet
2: much it's Ado true. About zero two.
0: <gasps> yeah, exactly. Then, uh, I mean, the payoff I mean, the payoff for the wedding for scene... <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. You're... The payoff for the wedding scene is that uh, Beatrice and Benedict finally admit their love to each other. And in the midst of Beatrice admitting that she loves Benedict, she makes him swear to destroy everyone who hurt her friend, Hero. Mm. <laughs> Which is like when you're confessing your love to someone, don't you also want to make sure that they've got like a blood vengeance going on for you?
1: I mean, That's how you know everything real. up.
0: Yeah, They're like, okay, yeah, I love you, but let's ruin these people.
1: Some people like regular Coke. Some people <laughs> like cherry Coke, you know? Spice that shit up.
2: So I'm a little disappointed. Uh, this was the first episode where we do see Hiro uh, inside the Franks with Zero Two. Um, you know, and I, I always thought, you know, something weird was going to happen. There's going to be this big reveal. One thing that I- was interesting though, so there are these scenes where he's talking to her and so we see his face, but we don't actually see her inside of the Franks yet. We see the face of the Franks itself speaking when it responds to him. And so anyway, I just thought that was that was a little interesting. I don't know if yeah. they are still holding holding something from us and you know, she's doing weird demon shit in there or or what's going on.
0: It now imagine you at like the door knocking on, would be like hey you doing weird demon shit in there <laughs> what's going on
1: I <laughs> smell candles burning
0: that's how they get you well I do I I. it was another thing that I thought was interesting Um, and kind of goes with that is that like you know he had this entire like very cringeworthy dialogue of like oh my god I'm like inside you and, like blah 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 she says nothing
1: no yeah, well, she says I feel it too
0: I'm feeling it too I mean but like it, it, after after his like word Vomit. I guess it's just interesting that she has like less to say about it.
2: Yeah, she's it he's is much more experienced than he. It's is. his
1: second time. It's her. We have no idea because she pilots this thing consistently.
2: Consistently. Oh yeah, on the regular.
1: Yeah, all <laughs> of her supposedly the rumor is still all of her uh, previous stamens uh, are dead. So
2: at yeah, the third time. The third time is the charm, and yeah, so this so is his second time. time. Yeah, so he's got one more shot.
1: Prediction: Do you think he will pilot again? They will pilot again in the next episode. Do you think they'll be like, "All right, knock him off, one, two, three, baby"? No,
2: nah, I think no. Nah. Well, I mean, especially because you're asking this, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna tease us. I'm trying to think if it doesn't feel like she would pilot with someone else, maybe she gets mad and like pilots by herself. We'll see.
0: Or maybe one of them gets hurt in the mm. very beginning of the next episode mm. and they're out of commission.
2: Yeah. They're gonna get disciplined too. I can imagine some weird um, you know, like you know, the shinji <laughs> trapped in the thing. Oh like yeah. maybe put him in some kind of like training bot, and then we get like deep into his psyche and childhood memories. <laughs> Ooh. bring just, me back like...
0: for that episode because that was the episode <laughs> I was <laughs> on. Yeah, that sounds awesome.
2: I still think this is going to be some sort of like kink Freudian show. I don't know. Yeah.
0: It's not already?
2: <laughs> uh, like it's going to get like very explicit and it'll be like, okay. your childhood trauma is why you're messed up and you have to, you can only partner with dominatrixes now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, ding, ding, ding. Buy this man a chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah. Is- and look, Ben has already normalized to it. First episode, he was like, why are they like that? And now, or no, second episode, he's like, why are they like that? And now he's like, yeah, it's going to get explicit. Like, this isn't explicit. It's amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> See, this yeah, is the power of deadly. Great. Uh, I can't wait. Okay. So you hated a lot of things about this show, but was there anything you liked? What I really want to know is did you like the design of any of the robots?
0: well okay so the thing is like i didn't hate this show okay and like i said like when we were like first started to like wrap up about this it's like i see the skeleton of the show from this episode i see i see what they're doing i see like okay we've got this teen group who has to save the world because it's always a bunch of teens that have to save the world uh and yeah some of the designs were cool um the pink one in particular reminds me of Spinell from Steven Universe.
2: She is swell to finally meet her other friends.
0: Which is my home girl, but that's fine. Yeah, it's just I, being the raging feminist that I am, mm. just so much rage. have annoyances with the way they went about doing some of this stuff. There were better ways of doing those. And I, that's, that's always when I get the maddest at, at a piece of art is when I'm like, you had everything. And then you were like, we're going to do this one dumb thing. And now I'm like, okay, forget it.
2: Okay. And that's the handles on the ass cheeks. Is that the dumb thing or what's the...
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like that that whole setup. It's that whole Mm -hmm. setup. Mm -hmm. And I also just really dislike that like... And again, it's because I've only seen this one episode. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's different in the other episode. But the guys seem to get a lot of like praise for piloting this shit. And from my perspective... What the fuck are you doing? The girls seem to be doing most of it.
1: It is ill-defined and kind of esoteric, but they are both doing something. But it it right. it it is conveyed as like the guys are piloting, even though they right. cannot act and like okay, so this is uh uh I think a commentary on childbirth because uh, you know, scientifically, if you don't have an egg cell, right, you cannot. Right have a a child you can feasibly do something to an egg cell without a sperm cell right and yet there is just as much credit given to men for having babies as women right insane
0: yeah no it's absolutely insane someone did a thought experiment the other day and it was like what if something happened and like all the men disappeared it'd be like we'd be absolutely fine because with all like this the sperm that's left in the sperm banks and whatever whatever like there's
1: a there's an entire comic book based off that premise called Why the Last Man. It was very popular. <laughs> yes.
2: it, do, they, do they use the sperm banks though? I don't remember. Uh, oh in Why the Last Man? Or did Man? the sperm all die?
1: Because it's everything with an X chromosome dies. Or a uh, Y chromosome.
2: Except for this one kid and this monkey. Yeah. And some and astronauts. And the monkey is like specifically male. <laughs> You're like, that's weird.
1: <laughs> that's interesting. Mm. Uh
0: yeah, but I don't know. Like I just I probably could have gotten more behind this if there was even just a different way of piloting. And I could, I could even, I can even just be like, yes, you need a girl and a guy. That's totally fine. Although it's not because then it gets into heteronormativity and then like, fuck
2: that. So what, what if instead of it being like doggy, if like they just like (laughs) lay on top of each other, would that feel more like. No,
0: uh, I don't. I mean, it would be better because it would (laughs) seem a little bit more equal, I suppose. But, like, I don't know. I just don't understand why we had to... I just why, why couldn't we just have them sit next to each other? There had to be some sort of, like... I mean, I get that there's connection and there's emotion and, like, whatever. But in this, like, as technically advanced state as this future seems to be, we could have done things differently.
1: Tomato, tomato, we'll have to disagree on this issue. But, hey, maybe, maybe if you have such strong feelings, maybe... Uh, we could uh, get you to come on for another episode later on in the series.
2: Maybe you can make your own anime. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, you guys go back to 4chan. I'll see you
2: later. (laughs) Amazing. Um... Um, Yeah, I I am just kidding. No, I know.
0: I know you are. I would have hung up immediately. (laughs) I'm like, bye. Okay, so I guess, I don't know, maybe because I'm stuck on this. And maybe you guys said this earlier, but like, are there like girl girl pairings or guy guy
1: pairings? Is it all? We'll we'll have to find out. But great. Okay. There are things I very much like about this show. And there are things that I very much wish they had gone into more detail about. Okay. They do play with some concepts and some gender roles later, uh, which they are already playing some gender role stuff. I mean, obviously, Uh, there is some, like, role reversal with, like, I don't know, maybe it is playing into, like, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl or Femme Fatale stereotype. But, like, Zero Two is, you know, uh, assertive and aggressive and in a way that is usually depicted for male characters in this, uh, you know, generally all across media, but specifically in this uh, medium. Gotcha.
2: There is something about this that... Um, I feel like the episodes do pass incredibly quickly Mm -hmm. and I feel like it would be a very bingeable show like they're yeah I am very interested in in figuring out where this is going I think that's like they have created this world where it feels like almost anything can happen at any point now Um, but 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 it does still sort of feel, or it does still feel like it's like a cohesive world. Feels like there is some set of rules, but I don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. Like the end of the the episode, we see like the whole city just starts moving, and you're like, "Huh? Oh, I guess the city moves." <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wouldn't it?
1: over it but where can people find you Tanya if they oh, want God. more Tanya in their life
0: goodness um yeah so just go and follow um which is brew podcasting
1: okay
0: on like Instagram or Twitter or something um like i said we've got 10 different shows to offer so even if you don't like me please check out some of my other collaborators Stephanie does euphonia where she invites two guests on and they talk about songs that they're listening to at the moment that are really cool we've got one called Shigonacast cast where yvette and melinda rewatch telenovelas from the 90s and talk about them which hilarious dramatic and great um yeah and we've got a couple other ones and so uh if you just look up Witches brew podcasting network we have a website instagram twitter whatever and i'm sure you can find something
1: you have everything. i don't
0: know watchers our buffy one is watchers council since that one's come up quite a lot in this little conversation yeah that we've had.
1: that's my favorite well uh yeah, i think right. fem pop has the most potential but
0: that was just such a labor of love yeah. it takes it's, it's just an emotional burden sometimes
1: <laughs> yeah but you have everything for these things but i have to ask do you have intro music
0: i just just for watchers council because stephanie wanted it and so you know she she took on that burden herself of splicing it in and finding it mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you got you got your wish with watchers council mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you can get intros and outros for my other podcast over my goddamn dead body
1: oh strong words strong words from our <laughs> guest this week tanya <laughs> hopefully this doesn't come to bloodshed uh, i don't think we'll be piloting together anytime soon <laughs> Okay, um, oh, I always forget where would people find us if they want to talk to us Ben or yell at us or something.
2: Um, so I think we are on Twitter at penpenpalspod. pod and is that also our Gmail? I don't know. Yeah, I think they're identical. Okay. Gmail is also
1: Pen pals pod. Or if you really want to get in touch with me, bother Tanya on one of her podcasts and she'll relay the message.
0: That is the quickest way to get in touch with Alex because I will get so annoyed. I'll be like, Alex, deal with this.
1: Okay, so we don't have Brian here. So I guess if Ben can start us off. All right. Pen. Pen. Pals.
2: Darling. Nope. Yeah, been a pleasure. Pleasure as usual. Thanks for
0: having me on.